we are recording right now. This is it, episode number 107. Hard for even me to believe that we've done that many. I'm happy we have done that many. I'm thankful we've done that many, but I'm it's hard to believe. So episode 107, No Laugh Track Podcast. This is Justin Severson, the host. And my guest this week, he's back from episode 40. It was so long ago. We were we were just kids. <laughs> and now we're grandparents. That's not true, at least not in my case. <laughs> Kevin Bozeman's here. So I so two in a hundred so I'm I've compromised I've composed out roughly almost two percent of your shows. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. You can't take that away from me. Yeah, you're a two percenter. How's it make you feel? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that is great. It's fantastic, my man. Fantastic. Now, I, I like I was telling you before we started recording last time, or I, I listened back to most of the uh, first time you were here, and uh, you commented how it was a nice round number at 40, 107. I got nothing. 107 is, is obsolete, but 2% is something. There you go. You did make it into something. Right, mm-hmm. like two, like being two percent is 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 pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. But like one oh seven, that's nothing. So it you got like to find a number. Yeah, you got to find the number that works for you. Yeah. So being in the top forty, bam. Yeah, two percent, bam. There you go. One hundred seven. I don't even acknowledge that. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. At one point, I was two percent in that in that, in that <laughs> podcast. I did two percent of all their podcasts. That's right. <laughs> So uh, do the math, and you know when you have to come back. I got it. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. it, my man. As long as I'm staying at 2%. Damn right. I want to say uh, in the last week, I got to see Circle of Heat, the band whose music we play at the beginning of the show here, our little theme song. Trevor yeah. Anderson, a comic here. Is he working with you this week? Yes, he is. Yes. Have yes. you seen his band? I've not seen his band, but he sang a little. He sang a little mu- music after his set. He did a little thing a oh, classical thing it was it's amazing i feel like when you when you decide to to put your kids in classical music you are almost saying that you've given up like they're gonna have a social life it's like <laughs> like you have a kid and you go this kid like, like you, we can tell early on that he's not he's not gonna fit in society <laughs> So let's prepare him yeah. for other things. Yeah, a but, skill. But but then it turned out to be a comic. Yeah, shows like that's that's a wide, that's a very wide range, and he's a he's a young dude too. That kid's so. talented. Yeah, man. He's, yeah, he's got a lot going for him. Yeah. So I uh, I got to tell everyone that I finally backed up. You know, I, I backed the product here. So uh, I saw Circle of Heat. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Are they playing? Well, are they playing anywhere? I don't know. I haven't checked. I just Derek last week gave me the heads up. Derek, our guy here at the club. Nice. Yeah, he's very funny. Very funny guy. So if anybody gets a chance, check them out. They have a website. You can follow them on Twitter, all that stuff. Oh, cool. So there you go. But you said you got into town yesterday? I got in yesterday. I made the uh, the little drive. Like It's so easy to break the drive up from Chicago to Minneapolis because there's so many towns you hit like i don't look at it like oh chicago to minneapolis i look at it like oh sh- chicago get to rockville illinois from rockville get to madison mm-hmm. madison break off 1994 get to eau claire get to minnesota and then minneapolis so i break it up into little drives like that and then it just becomes like a just a like a nice little nice little peaceful drive as opposed to like ah seven hours six and a half hours i look at it like little little hour 
break it up into like little hour intervals. Since the last time I saw you, I spent a weekend in Chicago. What? What? Why? Where? Where were you? Uh, I Did stayed, you get shot? N- yeah, I'm, I'm good. Did you have pizza? I'm good. Uh, yes. Did you have Gary's popcorn? No. But well, I did. Two out of three ain't bad. I did go to the United Center for the first time. Oh, to watch Wild versus Blackhawks game one. Oh, oh wow! Yes, and that yeah. was the game my team lost. However, wow. in the end, the Wild moved on, and I had a blast. I had an absolute blast, and I will say I cannot believe how freaking cool the Blackhawks fans were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they, fans. They were not assholes. You know, no, maybe you've heard that some Chicago uh, sports fans might have kind of an attitude, but I think it depends solely on the exact sport. It does depend on the exact sport. Hockey fans are generally, generally pretty nice, and in Chicago, actually, and the Bulls fans are pretty nice. It's that Cubs, White Sox, yeah, that hatred for each other, and then uh, and then the Bears. You know, we hate right. Minnesota, we hate Detroit, we hate. We hate Green Bay, yeah. so yeah, we're not we're not nice to those guys. Do you so so with my drive? We did do it. Uh, my girlfriend and I, we did it. You know, one day straight there, basically. You know, and then when we came back, there was no stopping overnight. So actually, I take that back. We did stop on the way back. We spent the night somewhere, but uh, we took that eight hour, nine hour drive, or whatever the hell it is, the straight shot. And I noticed spending money on those freaking tollways. Oh, you got to get an iPass, man. Do you, you know, have an iPass? Oh, that's yeah. You got to get an iPass. I travel a lot. Like an iPass is, yeah, that's something that that people that don't drive through Illinois know a lot about. The iPass will add an hour, hour and a half onto your drive. Yeah. Because if you have an i if you have an iPass, you can just drive straight through. You don't have to no, stop there. Not even slow place. down. Yeah. You just but with with if you don't have an iPass, you have to get over and. Put change in and have exact change. Well, in. I was kind of daydreaming at like the third or fourth one, so I didn't get in the correct lane, and I just flew right through. But then I went back. And then I I asked somebody that was from there. I was like, "Hey, are they going to uh, come back and get me? Are they going to see my license plate or something?" And I was told they would. They would. So I went online and paid via credit yeah. card. Took care yeah. of that. Sometimes they might let three dollars. Sometimes they might let one go. But one time I did it like I don't know. I ran up like a thousand dollar. What? So yeah, I no up a thousand dollars of unpaid tolls, and then at this point, when they were cracking down on everybody, they give you a chance you can pay uh, half of it and just be done with it. So I paid like five hundred dollars, but I, I mean, I, I didn't pay tolls for like, I don't know, like <laughs> a, a year or two, like, like a couple of years. Easy in your own car or someone else's? My own car. I just, <laughs> I was living that thug life, son. <laughs> Thugs don't pay tolls. <laughs> <laughs> Thug life, yo. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> Have you told? Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I ran up a thousand dollars in in tolls, and then they was like, "Hey, give us fifty percent, and then we'll, we'll turn the other way." Done, <laughs> done. So I never did it again. But now you keep that iPad. Oh, I got the iPad now. It's no, yeah. Well, they, they just comes out of my account now. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, my next very important question, because it happened yesterday, it is now in stores. Did you or when are you going to buy the new Weird Al CD? I I probably am not going to buy the what? Weird Al. What do you mean? Why? I get I get his entertainment value, but like it was when he when he first did Eat It mm-hmm. back in 80s. the eighties, yeah. uh, right? The eighties. It was like, oh my god, this is awesome, hilarious. But you know, 
30 years later like all right all right keep make, keep doing what you're doing and kudos to your success but i just you know who would who would have guessed that literally though who would have guessed 30 years later that guy's still doing that has has that kind of staying power yeah because the younger generation keep coming in and they keep seeing that and well, there's little, there's people like me who were, uh, you know, little dorks when you were, when I was a kid and all that stuff was coming out and totally related to how goofy he was and loved that stuff. And now I have children that I can now pass it down to. Yes. Yes. yes my I, weird Al fanaticism. That is true. Like he, yeah, he, uh, he definitely has, uh, his fans. He's got a target market, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so that's, uh, that's great. Yeah, I'm, I but I will not be purchasing that album. What album is that for him? It's called uh, It's called Mandatory Fun, and I think it's what is it? What did I hear? It was thirteenth something like that? Thir- His thirteenth album. Yeah. Let's go it's with amazing. that. I might it's be, amazing. I might be off by like five, but I think that's it's amazing. Great. It is amazing. So you're not going to come to my listening party tonight? You having a <laughs> no? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I will not be there, my friend. <laughs> I will not be there. We're listening to my old cassettes. Well, that sounds like great. You're going to have cheese puffs and yes. <laughs> two-year-old salsa. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're going to go to my, my mom's house and hang out in the basement, just like old times. <laughs> How about the uh, All-Star game? I suppose you didn't get to see any of that last night. I didn't. I just feel like the Minnesota got a raw deal for having to have to host the All-Star game with Derek Jeter's going away party. Like, he's ripped the twins hearts out so many oh, years i thank you for saying that he's Absolutely. ripped the twins hearts out so many years and yes. you guys are now in charge of sending them off yeah like oh, that's we're giving just them, yeah like everybody else we're giving them you know presents and you know last night they played the you know bob shepherd the uh you know the famous voice yeah in yeah, the yeah. Stadium. they played that when he was introduced at bat yeah i mean that's just he he's like that's because so you guys had legitimate teams in the mid two thousand, early two thousands, with with Johan Santana yeah. and, and those guys, and he broke our hearts. Yeah, yeah. numerous times. Numerous, <laughs> numerous times. He crushed a Joe Nathan pitch, mm-hmm. and 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 now you guys have to send him. I think that's 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 sad. That's too bad for you guys. It's just like it would be like if 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 your mom's new boyfriend was was. Smashing, smashing your mom, and treating you like crap, and then he gets like a a job where he has to leave for three months, and then she tells you to make him cookies. <laughs> like that's what that's like. It's like an awful thing. You should not have to deal with with Derek with Derek Jeter. Somebody else should have sent him off, not the twins. I want you to make my boyfriend a Father's Day card while he's gone. Handmade. Right, right. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You tell him, you appreciate, you show him how much we appreciate him. He's not my it. dad. You love him. You, you love, love right. him like he is your dad. Yes, exactly. You love Derek Jeter like he is your shortstop. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what I picture? And in, in, uh, recently, so many people are, uh, you know, which, yes, he's had an amazing career. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, all of that stuff. He's the face of the Yankees, the captain. But I'm sorry. When I see him, when I see him now, I still see that guy standing with one knee up at the end of the dugout after one of his Paul O'Neill or whoever just jacked, not Paul O'Neill, but like, you know one of his other teammates back then jacked a home run mm-hmm. off Johan or Joe right. Nathan, and he's doing that kind of like smug, uh, nodding his head and doing that, the golf clap, like, yep. 
I had there was never any doubt. That's the believed. look it always said to me. There's never any doubt, which is That's, great confidence. But you're beating my team. Yeah, I mean, but that was that was the greatness of him. He just always believed that, that he's gonna come back and win. And then I mean, they won. They won quite a bit. He going he going out a champion. You can't have a better career on and off. I mean, the women that he's had, like his off. Mm-hmm. Career statistics is just as good as his on <laughs> on the field career statistics. It's an amazing, I, getting, it's an amazing up. run he had. He's he's had an amazing run. There's just no getting around. What a life, you know. And that's the beauty. What a life. Of, that's the beauty of his life. Is he may be retiring from baseball at the end of the year, but there's still going to be the ladies. Yeah, Derek Jeter is Derek Jeter is uh, is the man. Derek Jeter is the man. That, that's that's just and that just gotta. Like I just know Alex Rodriguez somewhere. It's just it's just got to sting. Oh yeah, it stings for oh, him yeah. to to see Derek Jeter get all the accolades that Alex Rodriguez feels like he deserves. Feels like like he should have been getting all those accolades, but no, no. He just instead, it's, it's about the process. It's about how you go about. It. It's not necessarily the end results. It's about the process of how you going about building building your resume and Derek Jeter for as far as we know went and built it the right way and Alex Rodriguez clearly clearly did it the wrong way no 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 without question and now the only time you read about A-Rod now is when he's uh I think but he's he's suing the Yankees now or he's suing somebody I don't know yeah his attorneys just said they oh that he owes them like he still owes them like five oh that's they're suing him yeah, that's, like that's that. what they, it is his he, attorneys are he, suing him yeah it was like five hundred thousand. If Alex Rodriguez doesn't have five hundred thousand dollars laying around, and something is seriously wrong from a guy who's making twenty five million dollars for the last fifteen years of his, how much do you think he owes for the tolls in Illinois? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you. I bet you he has an iPass. <laughs> I bet you Alex Rodriguez has an iPass. <laughs> he flies through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, last time you were here, you want, we also talked about, um, obviously, you're a huge sports fan, and then yep. you were going to work that into, as you were describing it, webisodes. Yes. yes. What happened with that? Okay, so we did run it. It was on MadeMan.com. Uh, the show was called Bozeman Mutual. So basically, I had a mutual fund. People gave me money, and I invested that money. Which means I, I, I mean, I gambled it. <laughs> I gambled. I used that money to wager on games, and in return, you know, they would get a, a yield of return from the mutual fund. Well, I kind of lost that money for him. What? <laughs> it started out strong. It was just, it was just a very stressful thing to do, but it was an amazing thing. You can still find it on YouTube. Just type in Bozeman Mutual. It ran like seven episodes. It was great. It was, it was great. I had some. Fantastic producers. Uh, we just we we had so much fun doing it. It was it was such a blast. So I still haven't ruled out of starting it back up at some point or another. Perhaps during the football season when when football is uh is really you know big and mm-hmm. people like to wager. Right. Do a little. I like to call it creative uh, investing. That's what it is. Some people call it gambling, but it's creative investing. Is what what I was doing, and it was great. It was called Bozeman Mutual. It was a it was a blast. It was a blast. So we shot basically one season. So you need to find some more people that trust you. That's what you're saying. I got. I know I got people to trust me. They seen my genius in this 
gambling. I just went. I just went off the deep end. Like I just started. I just going. I just went outside my natural element. I didn't stay true to who I was, and so kind of backfired a little bit. But it was. It, it still it still doesn't take away how fun it was. And that mistake won't be made next time. At least that's what it would not people. be. It would not be. If you invest in Bozeman Mutual, I guarantee you a twenty percent rate of return. What do you get from other mutual funds? Five, six percent. They're like, oh my god, I'm telling you, twenty percent rate of return. Like, I, I'll smash it. I'll smash it for you. Twenty <laughs> percent or no money back. One of the twenty percent. Yes, twenty percent. That's just it. You can't pour your money out. You have to. If you invest your money, you have to stick in. You can't pour your money out. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't wait for you round can't, two. You can't get your money back. Like, if you know, like in most, just like with mutual fund, you put your money in, you get it, you ask for it back, it's a penalty. Yeah. You put your money in with me, it has to stay in. Otherwise, you get penalized. The penalty is you get back zero. You get back zero. Mm-hmm. That's easy math. You get back zero. That's easy math. You get back zero and my number change and you can't get a hold of it. <laughs> that is funny. Um, that is very funny. Now, I, there's another thing I want to talk to you about that, uh, that you were right in the middle of, or actually you were just kind of kicking it off, paying it forward. Paying it forward, yeah. I, tell, I, I'm, I can't, I've been dying to hear how that, how, more stories about that because you were just kind of getting into it. So. Yeah, I did it for I did it for one full year, where I where I paid it forward. So I saw uh, homeless people. I would give them give them money. I would most of the time I would feed them. I would give them food. Uh, if I worked at a college and uh, the the board would go out with me, they couldn't afford. Like I would buy them appetizers. I would just do anything. So it wasn't just homeless people. So I did it for a full year. Oh, okay. So if you remember last year, Valentine's Day, someone had paid it for it at a Starbucks and bought my coffee. Yes. And I was like, I mean, that's very nice, but, you know, passing $4 coffees is not really a pay it for it. So yeah. I decided. For someone to, that can really probably afford right, it. Anyway. So I just decided to do, to take it a step ahead. And I was having a conversation with someone about this, and they say the true paying it for is like the true gift, real meaning of the the ultimate gift you can do is to give someone money and you don't know who's getting it and you don't acknowledge that you gave it. That's the ultimate gift. And I say, well, I I do acknowledge that I'm doing it and I'm posting on Facebook because I was trying to inspire inspire people mm-hmm. to you know because this was back then when it's politics is going on and everybody was just being mean and it was just bad karma out there yeah. so i wanted to try to just put some good karma out there in the facebook world and actually after i stopped doing it one year later someone else picked it up oh really so someone else out there one a, a facebook friend picked it up and they started paying it for a facebook friend of yours a facebook friend of mine yeah and they're posting pictures and everything posting pictures and everything no kidding yeah so so it's a win right that's that's awesome yeah so i paid it for it and someone else has taken on and paid it for it and a couple other people have done it too like not continuously but they've you know acknowledged pay it forward so i was like oh great you know mission accomplished now did you ever and i know you remember i remember you telling me that uh 
you know, let, if somebody you try to give them food, but if they had food, give somebody a little money maybe. But yeah. uh, and you know, you know, you're never gonna know what they are gonna do with it. But you kind of told them like, hey, do the right thing with this. Yeah, right? man, do the right. Yeah, get get some grub, man. Don't you know? They probably was like, whatever, man. But <laughs> but yeah, I I do. I like I still I still give people money. I just don't post it on Facebook and stuff. Like I still give money and still buy people food. I just don't. I don't do it as often. But I don't. I don't. Posted on Facebook, like like that process is done. But I still give give money and, no, I don't and know still I, feed people. I don't know if I ever asked you this last time. But <coughs> did you tell people what like anything about yourself when you did this? When I, the people that I was giving it to, yeah. Did you say like, hey, my name's Kevin Bozeman. No, I'm a comedian. I'm from Chicago. Nope. I asked them their name. I was like, what's going on? You know, um, what what's up? And they were like, what? We're just trying to get like some meal or something i was like all right where do you want to go eat and then uh, whatever i'll either grab some food and grab them for it and then give it to them or we would go into the restaurant and order it to go and then i would just give them some food but i wouldn't tell them my story they and i interested in my story <laughs> <laughs> so i wouldn't even i wouldn't even tell them like, they're still let's let's keep let's be honest they're still homeless people that you can't necessarily trust i wasn't trying to hang out with them and spend my day with them like i was just like hey, i'm gonna feed you and then let's go our separate ways i'm not trying to i'm not trying to be best buds I'm gonna take you back to my place. Right? Yeah, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to to make a Disney movie where you know I'm just. So what you want to say is you've now adopted all of them, correct? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and I now have 52. I now have 52 uh, homeless people living with me. <laughs> no, I just, I just, you know, it's just, I, it just, it made me feel better. Yeah, I bet it uplifted. You know, it made me feel better. It yeah. made me feel like you know. Like I'm not, yeah. But a it, selfish. There is a you know there is always that fear when you're helping somebody out that they're going to take advantage of you. Like uh, you know, like you give somebody something, then they want more. You know. Oh like, sure, but these are people that I like. I did it all over the country, so these are people that I would never run into or see again unless I went back on my Facebook post and looked at their their pictures. But I like these people. I wouldn't. Oh, I hope someday you find one of these people stops you on the street. Remember me. I over there, they, they, they like that. I took that nine dollars and then and did something with it. Now I got a job and thank you. And I that would be great. If, I mean, it's an impossible. It, yeah, some adventure. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was hard on my luck, but you gave me that nine dollars and inspired me. But um, <laughs> it was a, uh, it was a, it was a very, it was a very good process. I'm glad I, I I'm glad I did it. That's awesome. Did you yeah. ever rate their, um, rate their signs? Like what they, you know, some <laughs> no. people try to be really funny. No. And then others are, you, you read it like you, I don't believe a word of, you know. Well, there was, I mean, if it's like, you know, hungry, uh, you know, vet, I'm hungry. Okay, I believe that. I believe you are a vet. I believe you're hungry. But then when it's all these, you know, when it's like this there were some people. There were some people that was, that I would see and I go, oh, you want something to eat? They'd be like, no, nah, I already ate. You just use some dollars. Nah. I don't like the way this feels. Oh, really? Like I and I just wouldn't. I just Good for wouldn't, you. Like I yeah. wouldn't go. I just go. All right, and then I just keep going. But I'd be like, I'll give you food, but like I'm, I'm just don't feel right giving mm-hmm. you money, mm-hmm. right? So I, I have given money, but like some people just, just didn't feel right. So I just like I give you food, but I'm not giving you, I'm not giving you money. I, I like that. I like that a lot. 
Now, when you were walking up to the club today, I was outside. I saw you um, hobbling, me- hobbling, meandering. Not not crawling. <laughs> not meandering. Mm-hmm. I was hobbling. Meandering is like I'm looking around. I'm just taking my time, enjoying. I was trying to get across the street. <laughs> I was trying not to be Frogger. You you weren't enjoying the view in the middle of the street? Yeah. Because <laughs> it yeah. took so long? Yeah. Yes. So for people who aren't looking at your knee, say what happened. So I had a bad knee for a while. And just going out on the basketball court and stuff. Like if I do anything athletic, my knee would swell up for two months. And then it would just be painful. So I went and had an MRI done. And it's... It, the MRI read it was an awful thing. There was bad words in there. There was stuff like degenerative, missing, Uh-oh. torn. Yeah. So I have two. I had two torn meniscus. Uh, I had uh, some arthritis in there, some floating pieces of cartilage. So last week, Monday, uh, nine days ago, I I went in and had surgery done. I had it scoped and they. Repair my meniscus and remove some floating pieces of cartilage. So I have a giant swelled up knee and I'm just uh, hobbling along. The the thing about it is like um, like I'm I'm currently reading the Game of Thrones oh. and it gave me some powerful uh, painkillers. Oh, so my you. dreams are like amazing right now. Like I <laughs> these dreams are like I am tripping on these Why don't dreams. You, you know that people are worried that he's not going to finish the next book before he dies. The guy who wrote I'm to, like I'm on book two right now. I, I'm, I just started book two. I haven't seen any of the movies. I'm on book two right now, and I don't know what his what his deal is. But there's always somebody that'll come in and finish it. Like uh, yeah, you from these dreams. <laughs> Start writing stuff down, man. <laughs> well, the, well, possibly, but these dreams are like really weird. Like I had a, a pet store. My specialties were dragons. Mm-hmm. And so just weird, weird stuff. And then I would go to sleep, and the next day I would pick back up. Whoa, the same dream. It's crazy. It's I'm telling you, man. It is, it is like it's crazy. These, wow. This this bad time. I'm, I'm starting to weed myself off of it because it's just like I just don't like. I don't know how people can get addicted to painkillers. I do not like what it does that's to my a, body. That's a fog right there. Yeah, man. it is just. And then the the. Uh, the general anesthetic, like that stuff, like I, I know that that stuff is still in me. Like I haven't shaken effects off. It's so amazing. Like I remember them taking me from my my waiting room into the operating room. And they go, okay, hop off this bed and just hop right up on this bed. And then I hopped up on there and then they go, okay, scoot up. Then I scooted up and the next thing you know, I was waking up from surgery. Like wow. that's, like they, it doesn't even... Ain't even mess around, man. It just puts you out, yeah. and it's just. And then I just slept all day and everything, and I'm man. So like the the drugs is in me right now. Like I don't. I want it out. I want it out my body. I want it out my body. So yeah. I'm just gonna stop stop taking and just try to, to to muscle through this pain. Did you ever consider not working this week? Like, no. I took a week off. I took a week off, and I just like I can. Like I. I if the pain was like unbearable, I couldn't. Like if I was just in constant pain, like I would have to take the drugs. Then I I would have considered. But but like I take two at night before I go to bed from from standing up or whatever. Yeah. Like two two painkillers, but then that like it was every four hours. Right. But then I like I don't. I just take two now 
at the end of the night. I don't take any during the day at all. I just take two at the end of the night when I'm sore. Well rested when you get up then after that? Yeah, yeah. I slept. I slept <laughs> in today. I, I slept good today. That's probably so, why yeah. you're having those vivid dreams, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're great, they're great dreams. They're great dreams. I'm What's it? Gonna... What is that called where, uh, where you can control them? Uh, um, not cognitive. Uh, there's some people that claim that they can, you know – consciously consciously dream does that make sense mm-hmm. where you know that you're dreaming and then you can kind of like try to control where it goes oh um Can't think of what that's i don't called. know what that's called i feel like i've had that once in a while and i've been like okay you're in a dream let's let's see where this goes yeah. have, you, have you ever had that where yeah. you're like like this is you're clearly you're clearly in a dream you're not a duck so you're, you must be dreaming, <laughs> but let's see what it's like to be a duck. And then you, you have this dream, but I'm always curious what, what the dreams mean. Like, when I was 15, I had a dream about Robin Givens. I always wish that one would have come true. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did she wake up sticky? Yeah. Yep. 15, right. man. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yep. I had to hide that one from mom. And, from mom. <laughs> I'm going to clean my sheets this week. <laughs> I got it. <clears throat> I'll do laundry. <laughs> you don't even know how. I got it. Okay. <laughs> so how was the show last night? Fun, man. Minneapolis. I mean, such great crowd. The, the the club itself has really taught the audience how to be like I believe comedy clubs can teach audiences on how to be a good audience from from the the type of comics you bring in. Yeah. And if you don't if you don't care about your club or you just bring in random acts then you're going to bring in different kind of audiences but if you you can you can train a crowd yeah. and teach them how to be respectful and laugh and have a good time and i i thought like last night like it wasn't a, a huge turnout because of the all-star game but yeah. they were they were fun they were definitely great they're a group, good group that's good that's good and you're here through through saturday yes sir that's saturday yes sir now i remember are you still updating your sports blog I do every now and again. I don't write it as much. Like a lot has gone down in the basketball season. And I'm, I've actually started thinking about doing a podcast myself instead of uh, of writing blogs. I just haven't quite nailed down a format for it yet. It wouldn't be anything like the magic that you create here. <laughs> it would be more uh, of a sports uh, of a sports podcast. But um, it's there. It's there. I, I do crank them out occasionally when when I'm so inspired to. But I, I like what's going on in the basketball. Let's hear all it. season has been has Tell, been amazing. Yeah, give me some highlights of what you're thinking. I want to hear it. Well, LeBron? I think I think LeBron going to Cleveland. He handled it like this was a beautiful move. It was beautiful across the board. It's beautiful for basketball. It was beautiful for. The, the game of basketball is beautiful for the NBA. It was beautiful for Cleveland, the way he handled it, the that heartfelt letter that he wrote. Because four years ago, he handled it poorly. I think he did it as poor. He handled it as poorly as you can handle it. Oh, yeah. And and But this time, he's handled it as well. There was no well. Jim Gray. No Jim Gray this time. Right, uh. right. He handled it as well as you could, could handle the situation. I think Cleveland's going to be really good. I like what the Bulls did. Uh, poor Minnesota. <laughs> poor Minnesota. Poor Wolves. I feel like uh, here's the thing. I think Kevin Love is a really good player, 
But it is something to be said for a guy that averages 26 and 12 but can't make take his team to the playoffs. So there is something mm-hmm. that he is missing, to mm-hmm. be sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you pair him with LeBron, though, mm, I think that – I think all those problems would dissipate really yeah, quickly. I think so. But Golden State looks like they're still they're still after him. I think he would do very well with Golden State with his ability to shoot the three and his ability to score and rebound. But um, the sad part is, like you guys have invested six, seven years in Kevin Love, and you're you're literally going to get nothing in return. At least with KG, you got you know, a decade of excellence and making the playoffs, even though you're getting bounced early, but you were at least he was at least taking you to the Yeah, there was the one run to the Western Conference finals. Other which, than that it was if, one and if done. Casal didn't get hurt, they may have actually beaten beaten the Lakers that year. Yeah. Like Sam Cassell got hurt. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, you know, but at least you got to stay excellent. With Kevin Love though, you're gonna get nothing in in return, you're going to get a guy who never took you to the playoffs, and then you're just going to lose out. You're going to get probably you may get I don't you may get Andrew Wiggins, who may, may turn out to be the same dude. Might be six or seven years of of really playing of well, and then yeah, if and that then, happens, of course it will. be. And then he'll 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 leave, and that's that's just that's just too bad. That's yeah. just too bad. I mean, you can only you can you can. You can say what you want to say, but you have to look at management and go and look. Where would the Timberwolves have been had they not drafted uh had they drafted Steph Curry instead of Ricky Rubio and then the other guard from Syracuse? Uh, Johnny Jack. Flynn. Johnny Flynn. Yeah. So those two guys were taken ahead of Steph Curry. Hard to believe. So that is on Minnesota's fault. So mm-hmm. I would think a Steph Curry and Kevin Love matchup, you would have seen the playoffs, and those two guys would have been like, oh, we got something here. Yeah. Let's build something here. Yeah. Why would we leave? We have two pieces here. So that's – It's not that cold. I get right, but that's what I'm saying. But that's that's how the, the NBA is. It's, it's when you miss, it can set a franchise back a generation of, of – NBA success because you missed on that one pick. Yeah, no, you no, but you missed twice on that one pick. Yeah, 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 exactly. You played college, a little bit of college yep. basketball. We talked about that last time. Uh, let's say Wisconsin Whitewater. What? What? <laughs> you know that Whitewater is the only school in college sports to win basketball, football, and baseball in the same year. Were you there that year? No, it just happened this oh, last year. Okay, just last year we won football, basketball, and baseball. Nice. Go Warhawks. But you have a Madison hat on. I have a Wisconsin hat on, yeah. Yeah, I'm a Wisconsin dude. I support I support the state of Wisconsin where I started doing stand-up at. Do you have any good stats about UW-Superior? <laughs> or Eau Claire? <laughs> Lacrosse? No. Come on, how far can you go? No, no. There, there is no good stats in Superior. I love the blue golds from Eau Claire or whatever. Yeah, Superior, yeah. No, I got nothing. How good are you? Come on. <laughs> uh, um, I remember you telling me you're a big Kyrie Irving fan, too. I do like Kyrie Irving. I soured on him a little bit oh. uh, this year. Okay. Just because I believe his skill set is off the charts. I believe his skill set is top 10 in the NBA, but he's lacking intangibles. But now that he's got LeBron, I believe everything. Like, superstars are like um, – 
superstars are like uh, like if you're baking a dish and you put eggs in it to set whatever it is you're baking. That's what superstars are. They're the eggs to the dish. It, once you put add them to it, everything just sets in place. So now Kyrie Irving doesn't have to worry about being the man, being the leader. All yeah. he's got to do is ball because yeah. he already has mm-hmm. he has the man of all men in LeBron James. So all he has to do now is ball. So I so now I'm I'm back high on him. Okay, okay. I think Kyrie Irving as a number two guy on the team is phenomenal. Damn right. Now here's what I was going to ask you. I just thought I just came back to me. If let's say your basketball, your college basketball career was ending right now, it just ended. Mm-hmm. In the spring of 2014, and you were going to get drafted into the NBA. What, what, name uh, several teams that you would just, besides the Wolves, would the Wolves be the last team you'd want to play for? I mean, look, that's a that's a that's an unfair question because you take any I, of them. I take any yeah. of them. I would not give a shit. I let's go. I'm getting drafted in the NBA. Sure, would I? necessarily want the the, the, you know what though the women in minnesota here are pretty underrated once you guys the women take off all those sweaters you got some hotness under there you don't know how many times i've said that like it's like it's it's hidden all winter yeah it's oh it's hidden. it's got some some hotness in minnesota I, i went to college in duluth minnesota and you know school starts in the fall it was already you know cool there if not cold Right. So then you go through the whole school year, and everybody's bundled up. All of a sudden, there's like that very end of the school year where it start warming up. All of a sudden, girls are wearing less clothes. Like, oh, there's whoa, where yeah. have you been yeah, for the yeah, last yeah, yeah, seven yeah. months? I, what? I would go. I would go anywhere. I would just hope that the team that drafted me drafted me with a plan, and then they wouldn't. Like, I wouldn't get drafted just because, like, I was best available talent left on the board. <laughs> I would want them to draft me because they needed a small forward or whatever to to play. Like, that's what I would have – would want. Like, they need to replace Sean Marion with right. so then they, Kevin they dra- Bowles. Right, so they draft somebody like that. But, but yeah, I wouldn't. Like, it, it's a loaded question. But it's, <laughs> like, you're talking – it's a fantasy situation. I wouldn't care where – where I went to, I I don't know if if I would necessarily would want to play in Chicago. I don't know if I would want the pressure of playing in a hometown necessarily. Yeah, you know, maybe to go far away and not have everybody hit me up for tickets and cousins that I haven't seen in years showing. That you've up. never met, right? Just to be <laughs> right to be you know across country and far away from everybody would have probably been would have probably been the best best for me knowing who i am as a person i hear that i was reading this thing about you uh a nice article about you i saw a few months back and i saved it because i saw that you were going to come back to acme about uh your performance at uh, gilda's laugh fest right oh yeah 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 and it says something in here and i didn't know this you were you were or are teaching a comedy class at DePaul? At DePaul University. I haven't taught it this last year, but I'm going to start teaching it again. It's a stand-up comedy class in the offered in the film department at DePaul University. Should I be calling you professor? I love it. it like, I tell the kids all the time, like, if you call me professor, you are so much closer to an A than you realize. <laughs> you have no idea what that does for my ego. You're wearing more of a skipper hat today. I wear, oh, yeah, I'm wearing more of a fish hat. Yeah. It's like a retired professor, like an off-duty professor that's fishing in something in the summer. Yeah, so I taught at... Uh, 
I teach at DePaul. It's a it's a, a comedy it's a comedy class, and it basically it just um, like I don't believe you can teach someone how to be funny, but you can teach them tricks of the trade, and you can teach them things to help enhance their funniness. If you're not funny, then you're just not funny. You yeah. just don't see things in a funny funny way. Mm-hmm. That's why we're funny. We see the same things everyone else sees. We just see it in a way that makes it funny. Yeah. But if you don't see it that way, like you're just not going to see it that way. But if you do see it that way, like I try to help nurture that. But and, anybody and can sign it. up for a college class if they got some dough and pay for it and get well, it. In, so. But yeah, if they're at college and they do it, a lot of people do it. But it's not just for that. Like it, it makes you more comfortable with public speaking. I feel like if you're if you're in college, at some point you're going to have to speak in public. Mm-hmm. And that class makes you more comfortable because your final exam, they perform at Zany's Comedy Club. Really? Yeah, they perform at Zany's Comedy Club. They bring their friends and like, family what, in. Three, they do five a three to or? five minutes set. And they perform there. That's their final exam. No shit. And if you do that, like if you can do that, then you can go in front of anything and do and give a, a an oral presentation. So, the goal is is to make them, you know, better at public speaking, help um, make them think creatively, and get them just more more comfortable with 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 being in front of others. So, so you, do you do that on a night where you're working there too? Then or no, no, no. The class is on Monday nights. It's a it's a ten week course. Because uh, in DePaul, they do quarters. They do three quarters. Okay. So it's a 10-week course, and week um, after that, their final exam is on a Monday night at the comedy club. Okay. So then they do it. Yeah, it's fun. It's any fun. any Anybody sticking around, like uh, sticking with it? Or uh, yeah, there's some people of, that I've known. Doing, you? There were some people that was doing stand-up before, and they took the class. Oh, yeah, sure. And they were doing it, and there were some that taken it in and thought, like, oh, maybe I'll get into stand-up. And there were some that it's just not very good, but they tried, and they put effort in, and I gave them credit for effort. I don't judge you on how funny you are. I judge you by your effort and, and the yeah. work that I give you. Like, they have a midterm, or they have to write up on, on a – uh, a stand-up comic and they have to talk about their history and and why they thought they were funny and like in their own words it's a it's a good class it's a good class Damn. i enjoy it i'm proud of that i'm pr- i'm proud of that i'm proud of my my mutual fund that failed like i've done some things that i i've been proud of i have my my third cd is about to come out in uh six weeks uh life coach and then i'm already 20 minutes into working on my another cd so i'm i'm being nice. I want to have when I'm done, like like if who knows I never get television or movies or a sitcom whatever. Like I still want to have a body of work that says, oh, you know what? This is what I. Yeah. This is this is my mark yeah. on comedy. Nice. Two percent of <laughs> podcast. That's right. <laughs> no laugh track. Two percenter. Uh, um, you know, uh, webisodes. Uh, taught a class. Several CDs, so it's 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 a good yeah, it's building, man. It's a good body of work. It's yeah. a good it's a good thing to, to look back on it and and be proud of. That's so. good. You'll have a new knee. Not not a new knee. It's it's possible I might get this replaced, but I just want this this knee to be better. I want this knee to be stronger and better because I feel like I feel like I can still I can still hoop. Like I still got some skills. Did it's they tell like, you you'll be, you can get on the court again someday? A uh, month. One month. month. Oh, One nice. month from now, I should be able to start getting back out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Damn. Let's see, what else am I going to ask I know, you about? Anything else on your on your mind that you got to get off your chest or anything? Or? No, other than the fact that I got my CD coming out. Look for it on iTunes. It'll be coming out soon. Um, Where'd you record it? I recorded it in Chicago. In Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. Zanies. Um, it'll be uh, Life Coach, and it'll be available on iTunes and all those other things, Amazons. And looking forward to that and just looking forward to just keep cranking out material and and talking about real real things i had i just thought of the one thing i wanted to ask you about let me look go through my way too many notes here that i bring with no 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 worries oh yeah i got two things here first did you see this online yesterday i saw this it was on i don't even remember what website but a gal uh wrote about how she had been an assistant to comedians for five years and then wrote uh like her her feelings what she learned from that so, no. Yeah. Who, who was her name? Uh, what is her name? Do I? I think I have the first time. I don't know. It's a. It's a woman. Mary. Uh, a mom. I'll get. Uh, uh, Steffi. Stephanie. Stephanie the mom. Yeah. Stephanie the mom. <laughs> she working no. for you? No. No. But she does. This is the part that I want to ask you about. She does a thing where she describes what she learned about comedians because she didn't work just work with one several over five years. She describes comedians as, and these are her five things she says, insecure, obsessive, sensitive, anxious, and sensitive. And she said sensitive. Insecure. And she said sensitive twice on purpose. Insecure, insensitive. Insecure, obsessive, Obs- sensitive. Anxious and sensitive again. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is... Stand-up comedy is a very narcissistic... Um, it's a very narcissistic business. It's also a lot of pent-up frustrations where you see a lot of... You see a lot of people that have gone through abuse going to stand-up comedy. A lot of... Uh, homosexuals going to stand up comedy because like they they have things pent up in them that mm-hmm. they can't mm-hmm. share and stand up becomes an outlet and most importantly when you're a stand up comic you are the writer producer director the star of the show so everything you pour in a performance is generally yours yeah so if it's rejected somebody is in some aspects rejecting your life like you feel like you're you're being your life is being rejected. Ouch. Like this is not this is not someone writ wrote this in a in a screenplay. This is not off a book with an adapted screenplay, and then you get an actor and you have somebody write the score. This is all coming straight from your mind. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a lot of soul ties related into that. So there's a lot of insecurities. That goes on with it. And then if you become obsessed with comedy, which you can be, because then it you be, it starts taking over other aspects of your life. You start becoming insecure about everything. Like those people that always feel like they have to be funny in front of someone and they like they get uncomfortable when someone else is funny. This is this this woman writes about what you just said. Yeah. Like, I, always I, being like, on. Yeah, yeah. Like, like like comics always like it's like it's like that. But then sometimes people go, oh, they always got to be on. Maybe some people always feel like they have to be on. And I hate those people. I hate <laughs> people that I can't have real conversations mm-hmm. with. Yeah. And like I, I 
I shy away from it. Yeah. If, if you can't have a real conversation with me, then like I have, I had a problem with a young lady like that. She's a comic, and she was always on. And I was like, I just told her, I go, look, you don't have to do that. Like, like I would sit here and talk to you all day, but talk to me as a person. Yeah, like stop coming to me with with jokes and stuff. Like, how'd she take that? She didn't take it well. But no. I like, I just, I just wasn't gonna let sit there and. And listener come up to me with all these like joke, joke, joke. Like just sit down and yeah, have yeah. a conversation with me. Yeah. Like all I'm asking is just talk to me like a person. Like you don't have to come to me and 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 be on like that. But then there's some people that that's why they do it because they always like find humor and stuff, and they're always mining for bits. Yeah, so they're yeah. always on looking for bits, and that's that's just the nature of the job. But yeah. Um, you know, but once you develop friends in the business, like you just uh, you don't, you know, you don't have to be all with them. You you become friends with mm-hmm. them. And you talk to them. You have conversations. There's a few, there's a few people. Not there's not a lot of people that I would be friends with as comics. That if I wasn't a comic, I, you know, I would still be friends. But the ones that are, I really, really like. Yeah, yeah. Like I, re- like I talk to them. Like we have conversations, and comedy isn't even mentioned. Right. And yet, this is the right. same. We're doing the same thing, but we don't even. We'll hang out for a couple of hours, mm-hmm. and stand-up comedy is not even brought up. That's perfect. Like, but so those are real. Those are real friends. Absolutely. But, but yeah, what she's saying is true. But she's. She's giving. She's talking about like how we are in a in a business sort of way, almost like that's it's 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 our business. Like we we invest a lot. Like a lot of our emotions and, yeah. and heart is poured out into it. It's a very open thing. I, I you know uh, doing over one hundred of these podcasts. I have it has amazed me how how much sensitivity. Is connected to uh, you know comedians. I, I, that's that actually surprised me is how sensitive a lot of you guys are. Yeah, man, it's it's a it's a very sensitive business. Like I say, I, I like I just I don't know if I can how I can explain it a different way. It's it's you. We are pouring our hearts out, yeah. so it's not like we're going in and doing a job. We're doing a job that we kind of created. Yeah. Yeah, from, absolutely. From scratch. Mm-hmm. Like we have built, we're building, we're talking about our lives and stuff. So if you are sitting here and this is, this is coming from our brains, it's not like we're reading a script. If you go, oh, this script that you read sucked. Well, you know what? Someone wrote it and I read it and it sucked. But you're reading from your own script and someone doesn't like it, you're going to be sensitive toward it. I got one more thing I want to ask you about. All right, fire away. Your thoughts on this? Did you hear about this? The it's this has to do with the NBA. Has it happened? In the la- like it's a possibility I've missed out in the last. This weekend. isn't like a controversial thing. I just think it's kind of uh, it's something new. It's uh, uh, starting next year. Teams with at least one NBA championship will get a little gold tab on the collar of their uniforms. Have you heard about this? No. Yeah. They're going to put a, a, a little, and I saw a picture of it. It's just like a little, like in the back of your collar, just a little like square, a little gold tab. And uh, the teams that haven't won a championship, of course, like the Minnesota Timberwolves, will not get one. 
Um, that means that half of the teams will have gold tabs, and then the players for other teams will continue to wear goldless, boring loser uniforms. <laughs> this thing I'm reading here. In any case, I say instead, or I want your opinion, instead of just leaving those blank, what, they should tag the losers with something. What do you think should be on the back of the losers' jerseys of, you know, a teams brown, that have never, like, 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 like the Timberwolves, have never, never won a championship? So what, what should be, they're, they're going to be lacking this little gold uh, tag. But maybe they should have, you know, like a... A brown, like, poop stain. <laughs> brown poop stain. Yeah. <laughs> Except it's like on a, the like back of the shorts. Stain right there. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> right there. Why well, you got this brown? Win. Win. We'll take it off. All you got to do is win. Motivate teams. I believe they should change. I believe the NBA could be better than the NFL. And this is why. Because more people play basketball and football. True. So you you relate the things that you that you do. You relate the things that you play with and so you play a sport, you relate to that sport. But I think the NBA's problem is is that there's only a few teams each year that really has a legitimate chance to win a championship. We're like football there can be a team that comes out of the blue absolutely and win and be con- contending for a championship but if the nba changed their lottery system so instead of the worst team having the most balls the team that just missed the playoffs gets the most balls ah that way there would be no more tanking there would be no more giving away players Everybody would have to play to win because even if you weren't making the playoffs, you play to get lottery balls. Have you suggested this? You know, the state of the NBA right now with Donald Sterling, you as a black man, you might they, you might actually have a stronger voice now. Maybe know, you call right? Adam Silver. Came, yeah. Hello, this is Kevin Bozeman, black man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I got this idea. What do you think? Yeah, so this for me this eliminates this eliminates teams tanking. This this also eliminates, you know, when you go to see a team, you're going to always pull for them to win. Nobody's going to be like, "Oh, I hope they lose so they can improve their chances of the lottery." So you're going to always win a win. You're going to always be trying to acquire assets. You're going to like it's a win win like the strongest survives. Like and then if so, so now we'd be looking at the Phoenix Suns with the number one pick, and they were like a 48-win team. Now all of a sudden, they're maybe a year or two away from contending to a championship. Now you got more teams. The, the, the good teams are getting better players to have a chance to, to compete for a championship because now the lottery teams are getting poor players. I mean, getting great players, but they're, they're poor Poor teams, except for the Cavaliers, who just got lucky, who got three lottery picks, and now LeBron James. Yeah. But that's an anomaly. Mm-hmm. That's not the norm. But if somebody like Phoenix, uh, they didn't make the playoffs, and the Knicks, they didn't make the playoffs, and then all of a sudden they're getting high draft picks. They're getting the the top picks. And then I would I would even get rid of the lottery. The lottery would be – there would be no need to have a lottery. And then and then just have them. I would I think that would change the landscape of the NBA. I'm going to remind uh, Derek when we post this, you know, on the on the website and tweet it out to uh, 
make sure we attach it to an NBA website and try to get it up. Adam Silver is going to hear this. It's ah, time for some changes. It. Changes. That's just a, it's just a subtle change. You just you just do that, and um, I think that would that would that would definitely that would definitely help. Maybe take the top sixteen teams and put them in a playoffs, and then seed them one through sixteen. How about lowering the basket so more no. people can dunk? No, everybody. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised who can actually dunk that they just don't dunk. How about lowering it so I can dunk for once in my life? Look, man, you can do that on those eight foot rims and on the school ground. You don't need. I mean, you want to feel like to, to dunk on a regulation rim? Oh, that, I. What I have you ever been able to? No. If you would have asked me uh, twenty years ago, will you be able to someday? I was convinced that I was going to get. You know, I'm five eleven. Uh, you know, never been any taller. Five uh, eleven people definitely can dunk if they can jump. I can't jump so that high. So how close were you? You know, like Nick in the rim, but you're pretty no. much touching the rim. No. Like that's it. Yeah, like, that's not t- above it. Yeah, Certainly that's not above far it. still. So no. still, yeah, a little far. No, no, no. All right, uh, give your uh, Twitter and uh, website and everything. Uh, KevinBozeman.com is my website. Uh, Twitter.com backslash Kevin Bozeman B O Z E M A N. And Facebook.com, uh, Kevin Bozeman. It's where you can find me. Yep, go back. Instagram, Kevin Bozeman. KM Bozeman 1. Instagram? Yeah. You having fun with that? Not really, but I still, like, I'm, I am try to get into it. And I go through phases. I'm like, oh, and I'll take pictures. Then I just kind of, yeah. I kind of forget. You didn't do, did you post pictures of your knee on there? I just posted pictures on Facebook of, of like, my knee wrapped up. I didn't post pictures of... Of like how swollen you know it Shane is. Moss, right? Yeah, I saw his foot. It's, yeah, it's gross. Yeah, uh, maybe some warning would have been nice when yeah, I when that picture gross. popped up it in my gross. Facebook. I, I didn't think it was real. <laughs> oh, I didn't man. think it was real. Yeah, bad. Yeah, see that this is this is what Obamacare is doing. <laughs> we now comics are now able to have surgery. <laughs> No, 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 I don't talk about that. Obamacare has allowed stand-up comedians to go and have surgery now. Finally. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I could have had surgery years ago, but I didn't have Obamacare kick in. Now I got my own insurance, so I can go and have surgery. Next is elective surgeries. And maybe, you know, get some things tightened up. Yeah, man. You know. Raised, lowered, lowered. enlarged. Uh, lowered for me. <laughs> <laughs> Raised to, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I'm good with size. I'm good with size. I'm good with size. <laughs> Kevin, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you, man. Thanks Continued for having me. Continued success. I appreciate it. Success is I appreciate what I'm trying it. to say. No, I appreciate it. I got it the first time. I got what you said. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. <laughs> awesome.